that can legally be declared a dependent for tax purposes. My name is Mark. I'm Brent, and today's guest is my old pal Laura, known on Twitter as LaFix. Laura. Hello. How goes? Goes well. How are you all doing? Doing well. Pretty decent. You're a tweeter of some <laughs> vintage. You must have been on there fairly. <laughs> some, vintage. some vintage. You must have been on there fairly early. Early 2009 is when I really started Twitter. So, yeah, I guess there's some vintage to that. But I think there have been, I mean, you know, there was a, quite a group going. That's what attracted me to it, the people that were so funny on Twitter. I thought it would be a stupid thing until I saw how funny people were on it, and that's what made me join. But then you so. joined in, and you also became fairly well-known for being a very funny tweeter. You Pretty were... Sure. An early member of uh, Witstream when that was still – is that still really a thing? Is that a thing anymore? It's still going on. Um, I think it's still there. I don't – yeah, I don't think they curate t- tweets anymore though. No, but that, yeah, it's still – That was a project by Michael Ian Smith, right? Black. Michael mm-hmm. Ian Black, thank right. you. I'll edit that out later Michael so I don't <laughs> sound so stupid. <laughs> oh, you said Michael Ian Smith. I'm going to repeat it every few minutes to make you have more – No, you <laughs> bastard. You bastard. <laughs> he will too. So – Michael Ian Black, who is, oddly enough, Michael Ian Smith's brother. I don't know how that works, but it does. <laughs> Anyhow, so he yes. started Witstream to bring attention to some very funny tweeters, and you were, I'm sure, on there fairly early, too. Yeah, it was pretty early on, but it grew quickly, really quickly. It's funny how it seems like right around late 2010, I guess, everybody was on Twitter. Like, it didn't used to be a thing that comedians or celebrities were really into other than like Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> he was the one everybody was talking about, you know, and then it just, you know, kind of exploded with like Rob Delaney and more and more people getting into it. And yeah, it's been crazy ever since. There there was a time when it was just like random people from the United States and Canada that nobody knew of for anything other than they were funny on Twitter. It's been an odd kind of renaissance, I guess. It's a nice outlet for people who are funny. It's good to see that mm-hmm. it's, uh, I guess it's kind of like the the fact that everybody has now effectively a, a printing press, you know, or like a mini radio station where they broadcast these little blurbs that, that let you find out that, yeah, there are people who aren't professional comedians who are also very, very funny. You're, right, you're, and you're, it's a great way to keep, it's a great way to keep up with like popular culture and actual news. There are things that I've found out on Twitter before I found out anywhere else, like the tsunami, the big tsunami. Yep. Uh, just all kinds of like when there's an earthquake, when there's anything happening anywhere, you hear about it on Twitter first. I heard about Bin Laden on Twitter first. Wow. So same here. Yeah. And you know, if you want to know what's going on in the world, you can find out everything you need to know on Twitter. Everybody's talking about all of the stuff in the headlines. You don't even have to watch TV anymore. So Laura, you're Go ahead. you've got a haunted eyebrow. Can you tell us about I your do. haunted? <laughs> tell us about your haunted eyebrow. What other parts of you are haunted? <laughs> is, is it just the eyebrow? Um, <laughs> that's the only one that I know of for sure. There may be other parts. Um, they haven't revealed themselves though. <laughs> but the eyebrow, there's this like little tiny, really baby fine hair that grows out of it, and like. I don't see it until it hangs down in front of my eye, and it, it like grows really quickly. It's like I'll pull it out because it's just this tiny little thing. You can't even feel it when you pull it out, and it's it's like pure white and really thin, and it's been since I was like 12 years old, and 
it'll grow really long and then I pull it out and then like two days later it's there again hanging in front of my eyes so I'm, I'm just certain it's haunted it's a ghost it's like it's the, a ghost the, that lives in my eyebrow it's like the cursed object that you try to get rid of but it then turns up again so maybe <laughs> yeah. if you had electrolysis done you'd come home and it's just waiting for you on the doorstep single mm-hmm. hair yeah, it would be, <laughs> be, yeah single hair standing on the doorstep <laughs> tapping its foot demanding answers what else yes <laughs> do you remember that time Mark thought Michael Ian Black was Michael Ian Smith. Oh, those were good times. Those are good times. That was hilarious. That seems so long ago yeah. now. No. Who who else do you uh, think is last name Smith? I, that isn't everybody. Yeah, I just everybody. <laughs> the guy looks like a Smith to me. It's really like it's kind of a racist. When I get event. drunk and belligerent, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey Smith, come here. Fucking Smiths are all the same. I think you're so good. Yeah. Fucking Smith. <laughs> Terrible drivers. So, mm. Laura, how did you get to be? I hear that you're good with guns. And how did you get mm-hmm. to be good with guns if you're not really a, you're not a gun person though? No, I'm not a gun person. But I went to summer camp every summer, and they had a rivalry class, and it was required. And they had rivalry and archery, and I used to alternate between rivalry and archery. And I was okay at archery, but I was really good like at at rivalry. And we used to go skeet shooting, and the instructor used to get mad at me because I would get them all. I would always hit all of them, and he would miss, like, two or three. But I would hit every single one. I don't know. I just have an aptitude for it. It's like, um, I don't know. I have this, like, you know, looking down the side of a gun at a at a fair or something where they have, you know, those carny games. Yep. I kill it. I kill it every time. <laughs> not, it's just something that carny. I'm really, really not good literally. at. Okay, not the carny. You don't kill not the, the carny. Okay. Yet. No, okay. Not yet. <laughs> I am not going to I'm not going to say that won't happen ever, but you know, it hasn't happened yet. You are in Florida um, after but... all, so you know, who knows what could happen there. I'm in I'm in the United States after all, so. <laughs> so what kind of yeah, camp but... do you do uh riflery at? Is this uh, is this like a normal rifle camp? Rifle camp? Is it like survival camp? No, no. <laughs> No, it was a summer camp for kids. It was Camp Tecumseh. And, you know, we had, like, nature lore, and we'd ride horses and, you know, have play capture the flag and things like that, too. But, you know, they tried to teach us arts and crafts and riflery and all of this stuff, and I just had an aptitude for it. It was something I was really good at, and I didn't really try. Was there any crossover ever between the equestrian and the riflery where, like, a horse has fallen down and broken its leg and... No, you, no. <laughs> no, no, I never had to, I never had to, no, no, ow, yuck. Laura, you sick bitch. God. <laughs> or, or like we camp Old Yeller, <laughs> which is in upstate New York yeah. on a farm. On a farm, yeah. <laughs> that would be God. terrible. <laughs> uh, if you fell and broke your leg, I would shoot you. Yes, oh, no, I would. That's dumb. There you go. I'm a little, little hurt. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little dead by that. Yeah. Yep. Don't ever limp dead around. I will not limp. Yeah, no. Just suck leg. It up and leg walk is fine. Leg is fine. Nothing, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll take you to the vet and we'll see if, what they say. Oh, boy. And then, then we'll determine what needs to be done. She's I'll actually said this decision. before. She, <laughs> this sounds really natural to her. So do you, do you ever go to a gun range anymore or no? No, no, no. no. I don't just even own no interest. a gun. No, no. It's just something that when I'm around them and, you know, like I said, in the carny situation or whatever, when I pick up a gun, it just comes right back to me. It's nothing. 
I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with them and they don't intimidate me and I'm good at it. So. So one of your stated life goals is to live in Chicago again. Why, why Chicago? Mm -hmm. What's, what's the special attraction for you there? It's obviously a lovely city, but is there anything more or? Well, I was born there at, well, Evanston outside of Chicago and lived there until I was in sixth grade and go back on occasion, have family there. It's my favorite place in the world, always has been. And I really am determined to move back there at some point. I love it there. I just love the city part of it. It's like no other city anywhere. The neighborhood aspect of the city and how you can get around easily and they're like little pockets of neighborhoods and they're all different and unique and I like the sports. I love Chicago. Wouldn't you I miss like Miami? About. The people here maybe, but the traffic and the unpredictable weather. I mean, it's nice to be, um, you know, 70 degrees in January when everybody else is freezing and covered in snow. It's nice to brag about that on occasion, but there's something to be said for seasons. <laughs> you know, I miss it after a while. I still do. You had weather, a lot of extreme weather there, like um, hurricane? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, I was down here for Andrew. I was pretty young, but still, it was gnarly. So, not a good thing at all. It's something that you have no control over, and there's nothing you can do. And if you haven't gone away, far away enough, and you have to be here and like hunker down and deal with it, it's the scariest thing ever. So you'll it take, really is. You'll take blizzards over hurricanes. Oh, by far, all yes. Right. <laughs> Oh, that sound means that it's time for Brent to ask a series of Twitter-related questions. Brent. <laughs> Laura. Yes. What's your proudest Twitter moment? Helping Matt, uh, Matticus, uh -huh. when uh, his, his wife uh, uh, needed help and we all came together and really, really, really came together. Uh -huh. That was awesome. That was, that was my favorite thing that ever happened on Twitter. Yeah, it was pretty huge. Mm -hmm. It was. It was nice to see, you know, not just cynical jokes. It, it was one of the earliest sort of uh, Twitter-based crowdsourcing things that I've seen. That I've seen, yeah. There might have been, there might have been before. thousands yeah. of others, but that I was involved I've in. seen them more since, but I hadn't really mm -hmm. seen them up until then. Right. It was the one that, that I think um, there were things that, you know, happened on, among, like, the core group of people who started Twitter at around the same time, but then... This was really big among the people that I knew on Twitter. So, yeah, that was awesome. Yes, it was. So, who's your favorite tweeter? Maticus, still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a good friend. And for those who don't follow Maticus, it's Maticus spelled backwards. Yes. It is. So, unpronounceable. <laughs> unpronounceable followers, yeah. yeah. Dummy, yeah. <laughs> who's your biggest or neatest follower? You know, I, that was a struggle for me because there are some really great people that follow me amazing amazing people but and this is kind of funny uh, I found out that Joss Whedon follows me <laughs> in the weirdest way I had retweeted somebody and he faved that person's tweet that I retweeted and they are like somebody that uh, that follows me uh, Joss Whedon follows you. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And I was like, it's not me. And I looked, and it was me. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, that was that was pretty amazing when I realized it. Now it's everything I can do not to tweet about 
Firefly. <laughs> it is. It's, I, I mean, seriously. It's like, I think, oh, my God, I should. No, I can't. I can't. It would be terrible. <laughs> it would be a disaster. So, yeah, I just kind of, like, realize he's out there and try not to do anything that would freak him out. So Oh, like yeah. you're going to trash Firefly? <laughs> no. I'm so, no, so glad you know. got canceled. Laura, why do you hate Firefly so much? <laughs> no, it would be not like that at all. Shame on you. Shame I on mean, you. I mean, you've told me in other conversations that you think he's an idiot, but yeah, the yeah, show's whatever. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> but what I want to know, Mister Who? Does, does Michael? Oh, Ian, does Michael Ian Smith follow you? That's what I want to know. Does Michael y- Ian yeah, Smith exactly. follow you? You went there before. I uh, no, happen. no, he doesn't. Oh. I don't even know who that is. Uh, no, neither do I. <laughs> no one does. There's some Michael Ian Smith out there now, though, who's going to get some heat <laughs> off of this. He's going to be highly offended that we yeah. don't know who he is. Yes. Lastly. Does he follow you? Is, no. I hope so now. It, it, yeah, in my mind. I... I'm going to create a fake yeah. Michael Ian Smith account and follow Mark <laughs> to torment him. It'll be just the best day ever. Yep. Uh, finally, give us one underrated tweeter that you think everybody should be following. Squibble. For sure. Steven, yes, he's very funny and he's very like plugged into politics and current events and stuff and he'll like live tweet things every once in a while. He's pretty funny. I like him. He's a good dude. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's it for us. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure too. This has been Tweeters and 12. I'm Mark. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time. 